there, welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. I am Steve Lubitz, and I am here as always with a Games Boss at Giant Space Capriano Wu. How you doing, Bree? I did it! I did it, guys! I have thought about it so hard, and Frank and I worked together, and we did it. And I have come up with a, a long cavalcade of awesome nicknames for Georgia Dow. And I finally found one this week for Maddie. What? We got it! We got it! I have, like, a both... I have both a nickname for Manny and also a catchphrase. And I'm really, I'm really excited about this. I feel like I accomplished something with my life finally, you know? This is the thing that's making <laughs> you feel that way? Yeah. I mean, I'm flattered. I'm flattered by that, but I... I feel like you could add a few other things to the list. Well, I mean, Maddie, we all dream about building something that's going to last an eternity. Right. And, you know, that's and that's true. what Bree's done, clearly. Yep. Bree has done that. I'm not sure if it's this thing, but yeah, <laughs> sure. So are you going to tell us now or are we going to wait until the very end of the episode to find out what it is? So do you want to know it now? We really do. You should introduce me with it now because I haven't been introduced yet. All right. So I would also like to introduce... Uh, Ed- editor at the Mary Sue. We have to see see she's changed her, na- her job and everything. So it's all kinds of confusing. I want to introduce editor at the Mary Sue, Maddie Max. Fury Road. <laughs> that is like pretty that. darn good. Maddie That's Max. Good. I do like that a lot. I do like that a lot. Okay. okay. And your catchphrase is, I'm always Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> That's my secret. Bree, you have to say it a little differently. You have to say, I'm always you know, Maddie. I'm always mad E. Or you could do that. I was thinking like like saying it in like the Hulk voice, like the Mark Ruffalo Hulk voice. Um, there is a really old photo of me that I'm going to have to dig up now where somebody captioned it with, you wouldn't like me when I'm Maddie. And it's it's me looking really mad. And it's from like 10 years ago. Oh, we're, so. we're, we're getting all kinds of suggestions in the chat room, including you, Maddie, bro. Which is Yeah, good. I like that one. That's good. It's not as good as Maddie Max. I mean, come on. That's great. All right. I'm going to change my it's Twitter. It's not up to the display standards name. of Dal Bunga. I admit that I work with what I've got. So You wouldn't <laughs> like me when I'm Maddie. That's yeah. the secret. I'm always Maddie. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so we also have Explorer of the Wilds of Maine, a psychotherapist and senior editor at iMore.com, Georgia Dow. How are you doing, Georgia? I'm good. I'm good. I, I didn't know who you were introducing. I, I don't even know who I'm introducing like, anymore anyway. George was like, who is that? We have oh, another man, person I'm here who's like into me. You know, now that I know that people are like watching the clock when I'm introducing you, I'm kind of feeling more pressure now. So. Do you feel more oh, pressure? Really? That was pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm not. Georgia, we need to change her title. We need to change what? her title. Psychotherapist is not interesting anymore. <laughs> what? It's not? It's not. It's not. How about, how about awesomeness emergence expert <laughs> georgia dow it sounds or, like one of those new age things yeah how about right? suck less expert georgia <laughs> dow? That's, that's brilliantly funny that's, that's, <laughs> i wonder if anyone would come to see me if that was the tagline i would come see you are you kidding me you would have all my money i'm like oh i, I would be into that 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's honest. Like, it, you know, it does what it says on the tin. It, it would have like, to be different, though. It would have to be something like the uh, suck nader or something like that. I, I, I'll have to try again. More, wait, 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 more wait. active verbs. I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like you're starting to pitch a Web 2.0 project now, and that's starting. Yeah, to, you need to like worrying. innovate and disrupt your title. You need to disrupt your title, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm imagining the commercial. It's like, hey, you <laughs> person out there that sucks, <laughs> Douglas, come talk to me. <laughs> Georgia down, licensed psychotherapist. Bri, I see you when you're doing it. I like see you and like pointing into the camera. Oh my God. Yeah, like, but no, you, know, you got to picture yourself doing that. I know, but I don't know why. When Bree's doing it, I think Bree, I have to hire Bree as like a manager. Like she has to be the manager and she has to like do the commercial because like, you know, and she'd be like, you know, hey, you. And then she'd be like, yeah, no, you. <laughs> I just see that. Yeah, you, I, you in the chair. And then she reaches through the, ca- the, the TV and then like just drags him. I, I can see yeah. this in a standard deaf ad that's airing during like a 2.30 a.m. rerun of Storage Wars. And, and it's it's fantastic. Yep, and it's terrifying. And the person's like, me? And it is them. It is them. And then she has to like peel out on her bike or something. I feel like I could. I feel like I've given this like developer thing a pretty good go. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should like commit myself to being like Tony Robbins, right? Like, yeah. You see me on it. And commercial is just like. Come on! Why are you sucking so much? God, look at yourself! Stop sucking! I'm gonna tell you how to stop sucking. You could be like the internet's guidance counselor. That's me. I mean, it worked for Shia LaBeouf. That was like a whole episode for us, was just talking about how great that was. I feel like you could capitalize on that. Oh, I, no. I could do that. Oh, Lord. Should we talk about video games or should we figure out a new career for Georgia and just do that for the next hour? I, I think we definitely have a, a career for, for Breathe. Like, she is good at that. That's all I have to say. Jesus. Oh, you know, you know what would make that commercial perfect, though, is if the Falcon flew towards the screen at the end of the commercial. <laughs> right. You're standing there with the, with the glove and the Falcon's on your arm and at the very end it just goes Aah! and just attacks the screen. That's that's what that's what, that would be a great way to end that. And then we we'd have to have Steve. You'd have to be involved, and you'd have to have your Mega Man helmet on. Oh well, that's that's an upgrade like, from the panda suit, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Next live thing that has to happen. Yeah, and then you know you knock down a panda, and then the panda tries to fight back, and you take you beat him into submission. But you know it takes a little bit because pandas are real bears. Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. They are, but like, are they though? I mean, I don't want to open a can of worms here, but listen, we already started this fight with material. We can't back down on that now. (sighs) Steve, is this podcast about video games or what? Like, is it or isn't it? That's what I want to know. Stop sucking, Steve. Start the podcast. (laughs) All right, all right. So let's let's stop sucking and talk about video games then. Good. Uh, so we have one bit of follow up from last week. There, we had talked about about Adderall abuse in pro gaming, and the Electronic Sports League is announced that they're going to start drug testing competitors, like the Counter Strike players, who were the ones who went on and just proclaimed that everybody was on Adderall. So it sounds like they're going to be taking policing that kind of stuff seriously. Um, this is. You know, everything's kind of segmented into a lot of these different leagues, but at least this one particular league that was outed publicly is going to be starting to take these matters a little bit more seriously. So, 
don't know if there's anything we really need to say about that, but you know, clearly listen to the show and decided that they need to take some action. So hmm, I wonder yeah, they who all that listen to, to the show. <laughs> what happens they, next, Steve? The government comes in and starts regulating our our schools. Is that what happens next? Where does it stop? We're not going to be able to just put poison in food randomly. It's, it's you know, it's going to be a nanny state, really. Yeah, but mostly to do with video game stuff. Like, people will show up and, and then nanny video games in some way. I don't know what that will entail. Nanny video games? <laughs> like, you're trying to play, like, a game, and you're like, oh, I can't help. The government needs to come in and help me. And then... Like, I'm staying up really late playing starcraft and then like government agents come in and they're like maddie you're not getting enough sleep and i'm like shut up you don't own me and they're like actually we do according to this official paperwork by blizzard entertainment and i'm like oh crap i guess i better start getting my eight hours a night as dictated by this post-1984 existence in which we live anyway that's gonna happen every 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 game that you pre-order comes with a, uh, a a serving of broccoli that you have to eat along with it Oh, definitely. It's definitely going to be broccoli, too. It's not going to be, like, some other better vegetable. <laughs> Actually, I like broccoli, so I take that back. You know you're going to get a whole bunch of broccoli haters coming out now. I said we were going to talk about video games, and then we didn't. I just I, made jokes. Just, you, you lied. You I did lied, a bad Maddie. job. I know. Bree has anyway. something to say to you. Go ahead, Bree. Say it. <laughs> Stop sucking! <laughs> Maybe that should be our sign-off, like, when we do the show. We should just conclude the show by shouting, Stop sucking at our own listeners. I was thinking if we had a guest on. Oh, no, Randomly, we would just throw that out there. Nope, nope. Shutting this topic down. Shutting it down. Uh, Which would be horrible, but I might chuckle. Anyway, I tweeted this old photo of myself, and I'm going to put it in the chat. Can we make it a t-shirt? Um, ah, see, the person who made this for me, I, like, completely lost touch with. I, I could try to, like, find her again, but I think you she had a kid them. and stuff. And you never know what happens to people when they have kids. They disappear, and they stop making memes on the internet. That's yeah. all I know. Then they start making dad jokes, and everything just goes downhill. Yeah, there, they really. come back around. They make a hit podcast. All right, so let's talk about about how to stop sucking at fighting games. How about that? Yeah, I picked this topic. <laughs> Steve, does it have anything to do with Brie yelling at you? It does. Brie comes to your house and she yells, "Stop sucking!" And it actually makes you way better at Street Fighter. It's <laughs> that I would that I would. It's do. good though, but this is actually a separate thing that Seth Killian is doing. <laughs> we should um, out- outsource the service of Brie that will go to your house and then just yell at you and then leave. Wait, you talk. You say that as though that doesn't already happen. Seth Killian, who I- I'm not sure what his. So he used to work on Street Fighter. Okay, um, he's done a bunch of different fighting games stuff. Okay, development stuff. He's a pro and expert in the field. He left Capcom a little while ago, and then he has joined a company called Radiant Entertainment to work on a game called Rising Thunder, which is a game that he's designing to try to make fighting games more accessible. Uh, There was this really interesting interview with him and PC Gamer talking about uh, what he thinks the problems with people being able to enjoy fighting games are and what the barriers are in order to get good enough at fighting games to be able to enjoy them. And so he's trying to design a new free-to-play game that is going to address this by making it uh, built around online and making it free-to-play so that there's no barrier to entry and getting started. And he's going to make the input simpler for special moves. Isn't that like 
cheating. <laughs> like, I'm just going to make all the special moves a button and then is it a special move then? I mean, I guess no, but like this, this kind of made me think of Starcraft a little bit. There's a lot of comparisons to Hearthstone in the piece, which I know you weren't a fan of, Steve, but like, like Starcraft, you don't have to like do a quarter circle or a Z move in order to play the game. It's pretty mm-hmm. difficult still, sure, even sure. though you're really just pressing keyboard shortcuts the whole time. It's all about tactics and like spying on your opponent being like, oh, they're building this. That means I need to build this in response. And obviously you have to know what those right. responses are. So it's mm-hmm. like um, kind of similar in a very big picture way. With fighting games, all that stuff happens within like you know, 99 seconds or whatever time limit is imposed on the game. So in this case, like you would see, oh, this, this opponent is about to perform such and such move. I need to react with either this move or this type of block or whatever and do it very, very quickly. So um, the difference so would be that you don't need to have like thumb dexterity You don't have to do Z to moves do in quarter circles, basically, is the which difference. Which for some yeah. people are really hard. And instead yeah. you would have to know all of the best, you know, responses your your response time your reaction time is still something that's tricky and your own ability to gauge what moves you would need to do in response like obviously there's some variables there and that's that's part of what makes fighting games interesting is sort of watching what the other person's going to do and responding to it in a hopefully good for you way but possibly bad and and seeing how it plays out Mm. um but but i would i would agree with his assessment in the article which is essentially that performing z moves although they don't specifically get into that because i think even talking about those types of moves is inaccessible because people don't even know what that means but um doing those sort of complicated movements with the joystick and then pressing several buttons is considered a bigger barrier for people than just pressing buttons and i get why because like they're really specific motions and you have to practice them tons and tons of times in order to have them be second nature to you and uh i mean i've talked a lot about about smash on this show and like how i really like smash i think smash is another good comparison to what's being talked about in this article because it's an example of a game that's uh, pretty simplistic in terms of the actual inputs that you're doing and like steve i know you enjoy smash and you're you're pretty good at it so like obviously it's something that you enjoy even though you characterize yourself as somebody who doesn't like fighting games right like you are able to enjoy playing smash no <laughs> but you played I, with me no, and i thought I, you had a pretty good there time is a, there is a difference between me enjoying the party atmosphere of playing smash with a large group of people mm-hmm. and enjoying playing smash for playing smash okay that's fair i since i got smash for wii u i have launched it maybe twice for myself to play on my own. I've either been playing it because we've had people at the house playing it and we've been, you know, having it as like a like a party type game or because my kids want to play it. But for me to play it myself, I don't enjoy it and I don't play it for myself pretty much ever, actually. Okay. Well, that might be part of like a bigger conversation about how one might play fighting games because I play fighting games with other people a lot, but I don't see that as bad i'm like that's how one would play fighting games you know yeah like i have someone over or zach is already here and then we play fighting games right but like the practicing yeah yeah yeah. like i get what you're saying you know the idea of like practicing to get better and like playing a game against the computer or against like doing the combo drills and stuff or whatever like like doing any of that stuff like i look at it and it just I, i don't i don't really enjoy that and i feel like the input is definitely like a part of it but i don't feel like that is the 
you know, Smash is one example where I don't feel like I'm getting better at fighting games playing Smash just because I can do the inputs more consistently. And mm. the same thing, like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 did this a long time ago, where they reduced all the special moves down to a single button if you wanted to play them, and it didn't help me. And, and I mean, there's, there's Dive Kick, which is literally two buttons. It's, well, dive kick, I would say, is actually pretty difficult for other reasons. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying about MVC in the sense that it is simpler. And that's part of what I like about it, I guess, because I don't know. I've always found Z moves really annoying personally. Like I can do them. I don't enjoy doing them. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think they're a pain. So so I get why people don't like having to learn how to do those moves. And like I can do double quarter circles and stuff. But like even that just takes a lot of practice. And I don't like the fact that if I have people over and they want to play the game, they're already really far behind because they don't know how to do those basic motions and they can't even really have fun. I mean, like Zach and I have been thinking about this a lot in like having people over who don't play street fighter, but like wanting them to enjoy themselves when they're playing with us. And, um, it's honestly been really difficult because like the way that you teach beginner street fighter is essentially forcing them to drill really difficult physical motions over and over, which no one enjoys doing. Like it's like weightlifting. It's really boring. And you have to be like, okay, so go do this for six months and then you can like play Taekwondo with us. Like that's really unfair. And, um, I think something that we're like trying to do instead is like teaching people cheap moves that are effective so that at least they can have fun. And then we're forced to come up with like weird counters to those moves and like stuff like that. So that then like they're sort of part of the experience in some way. But like even that is a really new development. Like we were having that conversation like this week and talking about this article and stuff. So I, I don't know. I guess it's just a concern for me because I want to be able to play fighting games with my friends who aren't good good quote-unquote at fighting games anyway that's it that's what i thought what did everybody else think about this i talked a lot <laughs> hi okay, I, have a question. <laughs> I have a question for you brie because you yep. talk a lot about like the space in on the screen and characters that can do a lot of jumping and the care that that control a lot of space yep so do you think that this game will teach people to actually be good at fighting games or do you think that a simple game will teach people to be good at this game. Well, I think it's all about tactics, right? So, um, you know, a lot of the the same techniques for Street Fighter, uh, you know, make sense with Smash, right? Which makes sense with Soul Calibur. Um, you know, there's Rushdown, there's combo characters, there's, you know, juggle characters, um, you know. So, yeah, I, I think that it will. And, you know, Maddie, I agree with uh, your assessment 100%. I think part of the reason Smash is so successful is it does get rid of all these, um, you know, button presses. Um, um, you know, there's not really any value in requiring somebody to do, you know, double circle forward and press three punch buttons at the same time to use a super, right? Um, to me, I think, I think that's like the superficial, interesting question about this product. Um, I think, to me, what I found interesting about it is, a the story that. They named the boss in Street Fighter Four after this dude, so I'm trying yeah. to imagine. <laughs> 
any woman at any company being so beloved that they named the end boss after her, and I just I can't ever. Imagine I'm like that a little happening. jealous yeah. of Seth Killian's yeah. life, but that's right, a whole other right, topic. Right. right. <laughs> um, but I think beyond that, I'm really interested in the microtransaction model because they're coming to market and. Yeah, they're basically saying, look, I don't think people will spend money on a fighting game. We want to get out there for the masses, ranking it free to play with all characters. The only money that you get charged is for, um, you know, basically cosmetic items and outfits. And and by the way, the art style for this game just sucks. Oh, it's so unappealing. It's it's terrible. Yeah, I'm really so, not into it either. Yeah. It's robots, and I love robots, but these robots look really boring to me. And, like, yeah. it takes a lot for me to say a robot looks boring. But I have I did have some people telling me they liked it, so, so it's for someone out there, but not me, unfortunately. It looks like every generic 3D kids animation show is is mm. what kind of what it looks like. Like I, it looks like sort of like a know, Transformers yeah, type of a deal. Yeah, like anything that you would see on like Disney XD at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The aesthetic does not really impress me. There are like you know female characters and stuff, but like it's a fighting game. I expect there to be more female characters than like two but i don't know there aren't that many characters in they're it robots yet, so. now they're robots but they have there's there's know... definitely one lady robot at least yeah so. <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> but that's fine like do robots have a gender that's a interesting topic for a technology podcast not <laughs> our podcast yeah we'll send that to john syracuse for robot or not and have right, way right. In exactly i guess i i don't know like i don't <sighs> I don't want to diss Seth Killian, but but in terms of like the aesthetics of the game, I definitely agree that I wasn't impressed and I kind of wish that he had hired like just one more creative person to come on board and help with that part because in the interview it sounded like he really had the mechanics down and the concept down and I even liked what he had to say about making it free to play and doing sort of like the Team Fortress 2 model where everybody just buys a bunch of different silly hats and like I even like the idea of robots wearing silly hats that sounds great. There's nothing wrong with silly hats though. No 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 I mean I love that I'm into that but then I just wanted the characters to be stronger because I feel like in a fighting game the only thing that matters is whether the characters are interesting or funny or compelling or whatever they have to seem cool that's it that's all you have in a fighting game is a cast of characters and if you can't personify them in some way then that's bad so I don't know We'll see. I, I guess I would say this about it. It's an interesting product, um, but I don't think it's it's going to succeed. And it's not that I don't think it's going to it's a good idea because I think that it is. But I think it comes down to the art style. Um, the art style looks really low rent. So, you know, they're doing a tactic that, um, you know, pricing model that's meant to bring normal people in, right? Well, I don't see stuff with this with this game that I believe is going to draw normal people in. Mm, yeah. um, I don't think it's – it doesn't have a – a bright color palette. There's nothing about these characters that makes me go, wow, I really want to go spend time in that universe, which I think is uh, really key. A message um, I've really received after you know, my experience with Rev60 is I almost think it's, uh, it's more worthwhile to only work with established IPs because if you're going after normal people, there needs to be something that's built in to kind of draw them in because they don't seek out video game information on their own. So, you know, that's, it's, it's, mm -hmm. I, I think it's a yeah. cool tactic. I wish this person the best. <clears throat> um, I don't think this is going to work out, but I hope it does. I would, I would kind of ask you about that because I don't know that 
no, normal people may just because it's a free to play game. I don't know that it's necessarily like normal game, normal people that they're targeting because I mean, you normal don't, people being people that are not fighting game people. People who would play League of Legends are still that's still a free to play game, and people put a lot of money into that. I don't know that I would necessarily categorize the people who spend a lot of money in League of Legends as normal people either. Well, I I think that Bree though brought up a really good point: is that how are you going to market this? So the people that love fighting games are going to not be interested in this because it doesn't seem like a very complex fighting game and the characters do look blah a little bit yeah Um, yeah. and people that don't play fighting games they don't play fighting games so they're not going to want to suddenly start a fighting game how are you going to market it to them how are they going to be like you really should start enjoying playing this fighting game you usually get owned this one you're not going to get owned i like i don't know how you would get people to be interested yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a good point about about how do you draw people in because I mean he makes a lot of a lot of parallels to Hearthstone and Hearthstone does have World of Warcraft behind it and that that's kind of the 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 draw that would get people into it initially but I don't know that he's not saying that he's making a simple game just because the inputs are simple and I think that's that's kind of the thing that he's that he's pointing out by making the comparison to Hearthstone because Hearthstone is not a simple game either and that's kind of what worries me too is that he he keeps praising hearthstone is a very accessible game uh first of all it's not a simple game once you get into it i mean there's a there's a, a learning curve a learning time that the initial battles are very easy and then it gets very difficult very quickly and you, unless you're willing to put a lot of money in really early and even then you're going to lose a lot and i've had a lot of the com- most of the conversations that i've had with people who are getting started with hearthstone are i'm about to give up because this thing is too damn hard and because it teaches you the mechanics, the mechanics are very simple, but the actual bit – and, and this sounds like it's very similar in this way. The actual strategy of playing a card game, it doesn't teach you at all. And you, you don't really necessarily figure that out from losing a lot unless you start reading up on it and like watching streams and making a consistent effort to it. it I, w- I would be interested less in what he's doing to minimize the input and what are you doing to teach somebody how to, ma- how to understand what moves to use and what to look for and wh- how to react to it. Be- My husband yeah. just got me ice cream. That's What? Love. Bragging. Yeah. Just letting you guys know I'm eating ice cream right now. Well... Okay. Good for you. Well, eat it, eat it quickly because we're going to talk about pixels soon, and I don't want you to. I don't want you to. Uh, you know, lose. Do your a appetite. spit take. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I think we can we can move on. If you know, my my the moral that I will take away from this is I need to suck less, and you know that's <laughs> that's on me. It's okay. I could probably stand to suck less myself. We all could, you know. Yeah. Let's all look in the mirror and shout "suck less" at ourselves today. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just laughing at the people that are actually listening to this, like while they're working out or something, and they probably are staring at themselves in the mirror. Yeah, like lifting. <laughs> oh man, if anybody's doing that, <laughs> suck less. <laughs> uh, Come so on, what, Maddie, you could say it with more gusto. Than suck that. less. Yeah, <laughs> that's that Maddie Max. People, don't mess with her. You know, you know who needs to suck less. Adam Sandler needs to suck less. That's really oh. true. He's been oh. phoning it in for years. Guys, he makes so much money still. He, movie Bob had this 10-minute, like, glorious rant about this movie. Uh, at <laughs> one point, calling it cultural vandalism. Uh, <laughs> That's and, he and, called it cinematic chlamydia. <laughs> oh, no! 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
He said it was like somebody took took Monet and used that painting t- to line the walls of a porta potty and an IBS convention. Oh no, that uh, is so brilliantly good. So, is Pixels so is a movie that nobody should see that uh, is coming out this weekend or will have come but, out by the if you're listening to this But is this, this so podcast. bad that it's good? Like, is this like Sharknado no, no, and everyone it, should see it? Is no, that this, it's, this, this makes me want to see how bad it is. I'll go look up what the Rotten Tomatoes is for it now. At one point, it had a zero rating <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. And there was one review no, that pushed it up to 12. Cream. Oh, it's up to 20 now as we're recording this on Thursday. Wow. 20%. So it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. I mean, so it's actually really good because it's 20 now and it was zero. So it's It's still better than the gallows, but, um, not, not as good as Terminator (laughs) Genesis apparently. So, uh, so this is a movie that apparently they, they sent out a time capsule to space and the, the aliens misinterpreted that as the declaration of war and decided to send all those things back to earth to destroy it and then apparently adam sandler plays like some has been video game champion who is called into service by kevin james who's the president which is a totally believable casting and then has to use his video game skills to save the world from all of these video games that are attacking the earth and that got greenlit somehow and, and is now a movie. So I, I guess this is kind of like, and, and Bob said this too in his piece, but this is kind of like the the apex of taking like 80s video game nostalgia and completely like strip mining it for everything that it's worth. And they, there's like no, nowhere left to go from here. Well, I think there's, <laughs> I think there's that issue. I mean, certainly. I think like... Um, you know, like to me, when I think about what is stupid and horrible about America, I think about Adam Sandler. Like, I think he represents like there, there, there's something about it. It's like there are some people that will go see Transformers and just are unable to, to like distinguish good from bad. And like this movie from the trailers, I was just like, oh my God, this looks so terrible. And it, it really feels like it's it's another gimmick, you know, for one of his films. But I think like even getting beyond that, like what makes this so beautiful is I am not somebody that likes default cynicism and anger. And, you know, what makes this rant so awesome is it's really angry, but super insightful as well. Like he's talking about like the failure of, um, you know, the story structure and the inconsistencies and how it's a cheap cash in on, you know, nostalgia and how like it's another movie catering to man children. And yeah, like he really gets into it. He's very passionate about that. And I have to, I have to say like, Maddie, do you remember when we were at Arisha with movie Bob and I laid into that dude? Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And then he was laid off shortly thereafter. After? He was. He was for yes, you know yes. for working at the Escapist. That's which right. The has, Escapist does not share his politics. They they've done some really horrible things. So yep, yep. I feel I feel I feel worse about that after seeing this <laughs> awesome movie. You should. I mean, so. Bob Chimmons a cool dude, and like obviously we were hard on him when he worked at the Escapist, but he was pretty cool about it even at the time. And they did lay him off, and they laid off a lot of their. 
uh, more progressive anti-Gamergate staffers and hired some staffers who are literally part of Gamergate. So uh, that was what the escapist chose to do. And now Bob has a Patreon and that's how he makes his videos. He doesn't work for the escapist anymore. So things ended okay for him and he's making some pretty funny videos now. So yeah, I, I don't think you should feel too bad about that. Well, I, I guess I'm just saying, like, this is somebody that um, I, I feel like there's more, a lot more light than heat with this mm-hmm. as presented in a funny way. So um, I guess it's just, to me, the interesting question about this movie is every gamer I know is looking at this and going, oh, my God, no. <laughs> like, like, there's something about the trailer. I can't even put my finger on it. We're just like... The, the voxels are very pretty, but it's just something about the humor that makes you go, this is a soulless cash-in. <laughs> and, you know, who is this for? Like, is it for just normal people that aren't gamers that recognize? I think so. Yeah, I think that's exactly who it's for. I mean, I, I can't prove it, but I think it's for, like, you know, a dad of a gamer who like kind of thinks games are stupid and wants to laugh at the idea of them and kind of knows what Pac-Man and Tetris are because they remember playing them many years ago, but like doesn't really remember them enough to have true nostalgia for them, but it's kind of like, yeah, video games. Yeah, Adam Sandler, I remember when he was funny too. Like, I I mean, I think it's for like a non-gamer sort of like older middle-aged group. I Because I can't imagine that it's for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to believe it's, that it's not. I, I only think it could be for Adam Sandler fans. But there are no Adam Sandler fans! No one is a fan of Adam Sandler. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> because no one's going to watch it that's a gamer. It's not, like, you know. Like, I'm sorry, his movies from the 90s suck. And they are so <laughs> stupid. And it's like the epitome of, like, our industry is falling apart right now. Because we are filled with a bunch of man children that have nostalgia for their childhood. And, like, sit with this childish like perpetual adolescence, their entire industry is filled with people like that. Like people that will not grow up. And Adam Sandler is the poster child for that with his like dumb voice affectations and his humor that is just the bottom of the barrel. Like I'm talking like Larry the Cable Guy is a level of sophistication above Adam Sandler because Larry the Cable Guy is actually putting on persona and is not like that in real life. And I just can't understand why anyone would ever support anything this person is in for anything because his humor is so stupid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, wait, no. Okay. But the right. thing is, is that, you know what? Everyone should grow up and be serious. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's right. Everyone should stop laughing at anything after a certain age. I, I, guess, I guess my only pushback against you on that Brie is that I don't actually think people do like Adam Sandler that much anymore like I I mean I I know people go to the to his movies but I feel like I mean gamers don't like this movie you know what I mean like I don't know who likes this movie does anyone like I think this is him jumping the shark on his own man child bit you know because even other man children are like this isn't for me (laughs) like that's and that's kind of funny to me to like see Adam Sandler rejected by his own kind if he was trying to appeal to man child gamers and be like sweet I'm gonna finally do a cash in on this gamer thing I think he failed for sure 
And the only people who will go to this are people who just want to like feel the air conditioning in a movie theater for a little while. Yeah, but Netflix exists now, so that that kind of excuse to go to the movies. I mean, yeah, it's a lot cheaper like, to not. You know, and most people have air, most people have air conditioning also. But I, I guess we should probably move on. But I guess the only <laughs> other thing that I want to I want to point out, which is just hilarious, is that apparently Donkey Kong almost wasn't in the movie, and they had to convince Nintendo to allow Donkey Kong into the movie. And they, it took them several meetings to agree that they were going to treat Donkey Kong with respect, which I don't think him being in this movie is any way at all treating, treating him with not, respect. There's no way it's respectful. Nintendo, you screwed up again. It's so funny. After the Super Mario Brothers movie and now, you know, they finally allow their characters in a movie again. Well, I guess, I guess they were in Wreck-It Ralph, too. but They were. That was good, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Wreck It Ralph is pretty good. That's a bet. If you want to see a movie with Kubert in it, go watch Wreck It Ralph. Don't, I love Kubert. Yeah, that's the only redeeming quality of that. It movie was. It was Kubert. Like Kubert does his little swear thing. It's the cutest thing. There were things I didn't like about Wreck It Ralph, but I'm not going to get on a soapbox about it right now. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it wasn't a great movie. It was. It was cute though. It was cute for a yeah, video game movie. I'm being amenable. Look at me amenabling. I'm doing it. <laughs> That doesn't fit with You're your tagline. Eroding? Yeah. Come on. Come on. I'm very mad on the inside. I'm Maddie. I'm You're not amenably <laughs> Max. You're Maddie Max. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there another topic? <laughs> so, um, so while we're talking, before we get into what we're playing, while we're while we're talking about videos that um, people can watch on the internet, but you want to talk about this uh, this Why Are You So Angry series? Sure. Um, so, you know, there was a, a web series that came out this week. Um, Why are you so angry? And, you know, I, I heard about this because all of my friends were really talking about this on, on social media. Like it just started spreading all around Facebook and it was everywhere on Twitter. And I didn't actually get a chance to sit down and see it until, um, until very recently. And um, I have to say, it, like, it is excellent. It is really, really, really good. Um, so what it does is it's by the same guy that did I Am Phil Fish. And he's gone through and has done a six-video series on um, kind of looking at this kind of angry male gamer stereotype uh, and kind of takes that to kind of unpack why Anita Sarkeesian might get so much harassment and then kind of widens it out into this this look at Gamergate and, um, you know, this, this current war we're having in the culture. And... Um, you know, like everyone else, like I completely agree. This is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant uh, web series. It's about forty minutes long. You know, I'm in it. Maddie's in it, and I guess Maddie. Um, I, I want to have like a quick discussion about it. Like, why? Why did you find it so informative? I really like how he sort of juxtaposes these animations with these really pithy short observations on just different articles that he's read. So he's got, I don't know who does these animations, but it's like this very cleverly done artistic style that helps make a topic that is really dark seem more accessible. And like, I don't want to say friendly per se, but like a lot of times when I see people do videos about online harassment, they're very 
dark and like sort of slamming you with a lot of really horrific information, but like no solutions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like a lot of like just negative, negative messages being like, Oh, look at all these negative messages that people are sending to women. Isn't this horrible? And then the video ends or, or the, the piece ends or whatever it may be ends. And this is definitely, it's not that it's sort of, uh, a characterization of what online trolls might be like in a, I would say a pretty charitable way. Well, what um, their thinking process yeah, is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and like what, how that thinking process works. And, it, and it's backed up by research and um, citations, which is, which is nice uh, because you can sort of like follow the trail there. It's also just really watchable. And like a lot of times when I try to watch this type of thing, I, I get really upset and I don't want to keep watching it because I'm upset. <laughs> but in this case, I actually could watch and enjoy these videos because they're really informative and they do include some dark content and some, some mentioning of that. But the focus is really on the research and solutions, I, I would say. Would you agree with that? Something that bothers me being a kind of the center of this of this mess is I very often run into people that want to make these people, uh, you know, gamer gators out to be monsters, right? Like their their thinking is incomprehensible. They're just evil, right? Yeah, and that's that's just not true. Um, you know, so it's kind of going through their psychology and. Um, you know, what are they thinking? Like, they're kind of sitting there in the world and, you know, they kind of feel like I am a good person and they need to define everything they, they say as being, like, good. And, you know, obviously because sexism and racism and transphobia and homophobia is bad, you know, obviously they can't be any of those things. So, you know, when Anita Sarkeesian is coming into this culture and saying, like, look, the games you're playing might be problematic, then that makes them question the goodness of themselves, right? So, you know, and that makes them think about things that they would just rather not think about. And, you know, the result of it is they're angry because they feel like their 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 culture is being taken from them. And I particularly like that, you know, he has very specific um suggestions about what to what to do about this. You know, his his thought on this, which I very strongly agree with, is, you know, people of privilege, typically, you know, white dudes out there, kind of need to step up and to to kind of voice objections and push back on these people when they are harassing. Because like the consequences for you are so much less than the consequences are for me and Maddie. So, you know, it's a very pragmatic, reasonable discussion about this. And it doesn't portray anyone as like in very binary good and evil terms, which I really appreciated. Something that someone wants to be educated on what is Gamergate. Would this be a good intro video for them to find out? Or is this for someone that is like, what are Gamer Gators about? And how do we I get out of it? I would say it's more that, like, when people ask what is Gamergate, there's actually, like, a really long Gawker article that I link them to sometimes, which is, like, for non-gamers, and I, I forget who wrote it, but it's it's very comprehensive. This is more for the person who knows what Gamergate is, but keeps saying, I just don't understand how anybody could do this and, like, can't seem to get past that part of it and just is really hung up on, like, well, but why do people troll other people online and, like why are women taking this so seriously? It just seems like kind of a joke to me and not that serious. 
that friend is the person who might benefit from watching this because it does sort of assume that you know some things about about games and that maybe you have a passing familiarity with Gamergate but it it delves in more into what the methodology of Gamergate is and online hate mobs and like why these things happen and I would also similarly recommend This Is Phil Fish which is a the documentary that he did before this is very short and it's about online celebrity, which I would say is a very related topic to this and like why, why certain people kind of go viral as it were. And people sort of create a caricature of them in their minds that they're attacking. And, um, yeah. So, so basically I think that Innuendo Studios is like doing a really good job of finding ways to crystallize really difficult concepts about how online communities work and put them in video form in a way that's really clever and and good. So, yeah. I I think it's a true story, but, uh, uh, you know, the the I am Phil Fish thing, I remember watching it and going like, oh, God, I hope that never happens to me. And, you know, like the entire video is my life now. Like, Mm. you know, people have all these conceptions about who I am. I find myself in that exact same boat as Phil Fish, you know, which which is great. (laughs) It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Phil Fish turned out fine, right? Yeah, he's still here making games, right? I don't know. (laughs) This is why... Okay, so let's let's leave the topic there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So so why don't, why don't we go on to why don't we go on to what we're playing and that'll that'll bring and us we'll back wrap to wrap it up. Yeah. 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 Uh so Georgia, what are you playing this week? So, um I've been having really long hours. Anyways, so I went back to a game that I find really soothing and I love and I'm playing Field Runners 2. There's a Field Runners 3 is going to be coming out soon and I don't know. I just there's something that that gets over me when I'm playing my 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 tower defense game and I have just the you know the perfect setup and mm. I'm just making money effortlessly and it's just that feeling when you're like and it's just that flow. soothing relaxed yeah exactly it's a flow feeling and so I'm I'm really enjoying it I'm, I restarted the entire game well actually one of my kids <laughs> wiped my game so I had oh, to no. restart it but <laughs> I'm happy that I did because I'm really enjoying it well, that's, cool. that's a good way to turn lemons into lemonade. Exactly. <laughs> so, Bree, what are you playing this week? Uh, let's see. So, I before I left for my talk today, I downloaded the Batgirl um, DLC for Arkham Knight. So, I'm going to play that as soon as I get done with Isometric. But as far as what I've been playing this week, um, I bought Final Fantasy X, the remastered version. So I've been playing that, you know, when I can, though, you know, being in and out as much as I am, I've not had much of a chance to do that this week. Uh, I've been playing Peggle with Frank a bit, and I have to admit... Is he getting um, better? no, he's not. He's destroyed. he's destroyed. Frank Frank has no chance to survive. Make his time. Um, you know, I I have to admit, guys. Um, even though I've I've criticized this game a lot on this show um, and on Twitter, and actually to some of the developers that made it on Twitter, um, I am still playing a lot of Fallout Shelter. Um, I got up to the 200 uh, dweller max, and I kept going, and I'm trying to raise up everyone special to, what? like, everything there, and... Um, I am I'm, shocked I am, to hear this. I'm No, okay, Maddie, can I tell you something? This build stuff kind of game 
I don't play these because I fall so prey to it Ooh. and I give money for the microtransactions no. and and like I I probably spent $200 on Tiny Tower. Like that is oh. how that is how terrible I am at these games, which is why like anything Nimble Bits puts out from here on out, I just can't buy because I know it's like, sure, I'll just inject <laughs> this heroin into my body. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll just see like, what this yeah. new heroin is like. I just want to check it out. Let's yeah. see. So uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm also loving Final Fantasy 14. Okay. Awesome. Did you find some good people to play with? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know you were asking on a previous show, so I figured I'd follow up, but okay. So, uh, so Maddie, what are you playing? I'm really sorry, Steve, but all that I've been playing is Street Fighter. That's oh, it. oh, that's sorry. it. Go ahead. That's no. it. But it's only been four days since we last recorded. So, which one? Uh, he asked hesitantly. Oh, the four Street okay. Fighter four. I, I thought you at least got into the beta or something. No, I didn't get into the beta yet. Actually, that's like a whole. This is so boring. Do you guys really want to hear me talk about Street yeah. Fighter again? Yeah, I do. Okay, so the Street Fighter V beta is coming out for either the newest PlayStation or the PC. And I think we're just going to do the PC beta because right now the situation is that Zach and I both have Xbox 360 fight sticks. Everyone who's listened to the show knows this already because I talk about it all the freaking time. And both of us don't want to have to spend another $150 on a PS fight stick. We just don't and it would be really nice to have a ps3 ps4 fight stick so that i could go to Bree's house and and have my butt kicked by jury slash Bree, and that would be really nice but i'm just like not emotionally ready to spend the 150 dollars yet but i'm gonna do it i'm just annoyed about it so anyway i don't want to spend 300 dollars. i don't want to spend that money twice you know what i mean so anyway um we bought this controller which we're going to open up and like get a soldering iron and like do the illegal thing where we turn Zach's fight stick into a fight stick that can play on a PS4. So that's an experiment that we ha- are going to do tomorrow, like literally tomorrow. So if it goes badly, I'll tell you on the next <laughs> show, but we have a friend who like has a soldering iron and like a ton of tools. So we're going to go to his lab and like, he literally calls it a lab and he's basically a mad scientist and we're going to change up this fight stick I, I mean, if it doesn't work, then I don't know what to do. If it does work, then maybe I'll do the Street Fighter V beta. I don't freaking know, you guys. Everything's up in the air right now. There's fight stick operations happening in in, in my household. So, yeah. Please tell me you're filming this. To just Oh, I should do that. <laughs> I should make some vines. Um, okay, so maybe that'll happen. But also, I need to just break down and buy another fight stick. I'm just annoyed about it. I'm annoyed about how expensive fight sticks are, and I really like the one I have, and I've had it for so long, but oh. it's it's okay. I've been looking at new designs, and like there's like a really cool red one, and I might get it. I don't know. I, I've had like a Hori stick for so long, but they have a lot of good Mad Cats ones, so I might actually switch brands. That would be very weird for me, but yeah, I don't know. Can can anyway. I add something to that very quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought Ultra Street Fighter Four for PS4, yeah. and that you know it. I told everybody on the show it was bug free. That is a lie. Yeah, um, I'm not even gonna get it for that PS4. Is a ter- but the thing that's most disturbing is, as I understand it, um, you know they use the same PS3 driver. 
um, in it that Skullgirls used because I was talking to somebody in the dev team about that. And it is buggy as frack for Street mm. Fighter 4 to the point where it doesn't even work half the time. So I don't know if that's the game's implementation or what, but that's very disturbing. I also, I forgot to tell both you and Steve. Um, yeah, I really have been trying to give Heroes of the Storm a fair shake. And I played a lot of that um, actually just last night. And yeah, I'm getting more into it. I'm liking Nova. Um, you know, she's a really solid character. My first um, reaction was to get in there with like kind of a, a melee character because I like to attack, attack, attack. Mm, yeah, but yeah. I I am getting more into it, and you know I don't think it's a great game, but I'm I'm it's at least a good game. I think so. Well, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take I mean, what it, I can get. It's it's bittersweet after I'm pretty much done with it, but you know I'm glad that you finally came around. So why are you done with it? I, I'm still after what happened to me last week. It's, oh, I haven't even still? wanted to. You I, gotta I just play with to... your buds, Steve. I know I should play with you. I haven't even played it. Todd contacted me and was like, "Maddie, let's play Here's the Storm." And I was like, "I'm playing Street Fighter. I can't." Like, it's like I've immediately gotten sucked back into Street Fighter, and I'm like, "What are other video games?" I'm really sorry. I go through these phases on this show sometimes where I'm like, "Have I really played nothing but Street Fighter again?" And I have not. I'm really sorry, guys. I don't know. I try to play other games for this show. I'll do better next week. I don't know why you're always assuming I'm better than you when you play a lot more than I do. So That's sort of a recent development. I've kind of fallen down a weird Street Fighter hole for like the past few months and like gotten really into a bookie for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. We are long overdue to do that. Yeah. We are. We are. And maybe you can give me some tips because yeah. I know you think about it in a different way than I do, too. Mm-hmm. Brie, did you try? Have you tried Ultra Street Fighter Four since the patch came out a couple weeks ago? Or yeah, it okay, so it's help. still it's still crappy. What? Okay, uh, I'm not gonna get super devy here, but their um, their interface uh, is run with Scale Form, uh, which is an Adobe Flash technology, and you know it's just it was so slow. Um, with the first version of it, and they did it, and it speeds it up. But like everything you can tell with the the interface with it is just a little laggy, and it's mm. it's it's a bad translation. Just curious. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, what have you been playing since well, it's not Heroes of the Storm? Well, you, you know what it is about that game is that if you it's it can get grindy, and if you're not really motivated, then it's very easy to fall out of it. And it's that like that was just once and just enough to like dislodge me. Yeah, and now it's like I just don't even want to bother, and then it's like inertia getting back into it, and you know. Anyway, what what happened to you? Oh, I I was playing very poorly. I was incur the game encourages. I think we you talked to- about it last. Yeah, show, I talked about yeah. it briefly because at the end someone of last show. told you to go kill yourself. Yeah, and I just I my self esteem issues just kind of got in the way, and I just kind of beat myself up for a long time about it. Were so. you like worried that you were dragging down your team, and you feel like too embarrassed to go back? No, it just, I don't know, something really just soured me on it. It's like one of those things that it's like, it's, it feels dumb to say it, but it's like, it's just like one of those things that it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And I just don't, I have so many other games now that I kind of, it kind of brought to light. Like I was spending a disproportionate amount of time on that game and I really should just put it down for a while. It it ruined the environment of fun for the game for you because you were trashed on a game that you were enjoying. And now when you play it, you end up reliving that you know someone could do that to you again and you're like you know what why why put myself through that i'm supposed to go here for escape and fun and enjoyment yeah i guess yeah yeah and i usually try not to play games where i know that i'm likely to fail a lot because it ends up 
I end up hyper-focusing on my failure because of my ADD, so it just... So you're also really hard on yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So right. I'll, I'll throw myself into like a, de- into like a spiral for like a day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't need to set myself up for that, basically. Um, so, but it did give me a chance to pick up some other stuff that I've been meaning to play. So I started playing Rocket League. What is that? So it is, I don't know if it's cross, it's on the PC and PS4. I don't know if it's cross-platform, so we all could play together if we wanted to. I know every time I suggest something, then there, there's some sort of a problem with the art style. And this time it is all cars and soccer balls. So it is, I cannot, I cannot fall into that, into that ditch this time. But it is basically soccer with, uh, with high-speed cars. So there's like a giant soccer ball, and it bounces around a lot. And then you have three or four cars on either side. And you basically just ram the cars into the soccer ball and try to get it into the goal. And that's the game. And it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I play it. I, I kind of play it in little bursts here and there. And I've been playing it on the the Vita through remote play. But it's you have to go through the tutorials. But it's really simple. It's a very like arcadey type game. And it's 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 a lot of fun in small bursts. And it's free with PlayStation Plus if you have PlayStation Plus. So it's like there's not you probably you may even already have it this month. Hmm. But I've been having some fun with that. And then I bought this game on Tuesday called uh, Tembo the Badass Elephant. Yeah, I saw a trailer for this. It's yeah. cute. Yeah, it's a cute game. It's um, from the Pokemon developers, Game Freak. And I, I'm surprised they're not a first, uh, second party dev, honestly. I didn't know that Nintendo let them make games for other platforms. But so it's this city's being attacked and there's like uh, they call the elephant in and he can do everything and he runs around. It's kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, it's, I'm very early on in it because it does that thing that annoys me where you have to collect all the things in order to get to the next level. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. But it's a cute game and it's, it's got some fun mechanics. So it's, it's, you know, if you like that type of game, then it's, it's fun and I would recommend it, but it's, it's still got a little bit of that. You have to be kind of a collectaholic in order to, to really get into it. So, um, anything for, for housekeeping before we let these people go? (laughs) Okay. Okay. We all did nothing this week. Yeah. I know I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then I guess I will tell everyone that you can find the show notes for the show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. We got a few ratings this week, and that helps us out a lot, um, keeping that star rating up and, and brings us to the attention of iTunes. So hopefully they'll feature us again. That would be awesome. Uh, you can uh, send us feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. And we, we got a bunch of really great emails this week. We um, did, yeah. And we had one person write a really lovely blog post about us as well yeah. that I'll, uh, I'll throw a link to in the show notes as well. That was really, really touching. So thank you for all the great feedback. We really do appreciate it. Um, we are, as always, part of the Amazing FM network where you can find Brianna's other show, Rocket, along with a number of other great shows on technology and other topics that you can go and visit the site and go subscribe to. And uh, you can always follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good. And Brie, where can people find you? Okay. And Maddie? <laughs> Samus Clone. And Georgia? Just follow the Mario coin. <laughs> follow the Mario they coin. They have Mario coins on Twitter now? I'm sure they must. Okay. Georgia underscore Mario coin. <laughs> I said Mario because I had to. You did. I felt, I felt socially obligated to say did you, Mario. Did you? Did you? It was the social Mario. anxiety kind of force. Yeah, like everybody else was doing it. And I was like, I feel You're like not I gonna should be out. Yeah, Mario. it might be out. Yeah.
I'm so mad. Georgia, say your say your screen. George underscore Say it. So thank you as always for listening. Hasta la vista, baby. Stop sucking. Suck less. Crack like a